search. Each man different, living his own way, searching, discovering numero uno. Hey everyone and welcome to the Broken by Concept podcast, episode 99, Nathan Curtis I actually want to tell a little bit of a story of my weekend. A bit of a disaster, Nathan. Okay, Curtis. Tell us your (laughs) fun weekend that you had. Fun weekend. So I went to Sydney um, for a weekend with my girlfriend and we uh, had a bit bit of trouble getting home, right? So the Sydney to Melbourne flight, if done properly, is about an hour. It, on the way up, it took an hour in and five out, minutes. Bam, in out, it's really, really easy. Super easy. You'll be home in three hours with airport travel yeah, time. That's, that's, yeah, they're back, everything. The whole thing, That's even that's a push. I reckon it's even less, sometimes even less hours. than that. Two and a half hours, yeah. We left the hotel at 3.30 p.m. Mm. on the Sunday night. Sunday evening, sorry. Afternoon. And I didn't get back to Melbourne, to my place, to about 1 or 1.30 a.m., that makes no sense, Curtis. Explain yourself. So we went from, so we, we rocked up. The, the, uh, we, we realized that a flight got canceled. Then they tried to push us on another one that got canceled. There was like three or four cancellations. So You're then they're waiting there. Wait, everyone's waiting in like oh, the baggage it's chaos. area. Like, the entire airport was chaos. What went from a simple one-hour flight? Then we went from Sydney to Brisbane, which is the complete opposite direction. So we went north when we went to go in south. So went north for two and a half, uh, an hour and a half. Then went to Brisbane, stayed in Brisbane for about an hour and a half. That flight got delayed. And then we're in Brisbane, further away from Melbourne. And then all the way from Brisbane, which is a two and a half hour flight or ish, back to Melbourne. That's a journey. It's a journey and a half. That's so a solo Q League Legends journey. So, the ups and the downs. Yes. And the, you had an idea. You're like, oh, uh, leaving it. No, I was I'll frustrated. I actually be, did use the tool. I used, to use I had to dip into the solo Q toolkit here yeah. to get me through. I was What did you use? Angry. What narratives? All right. So, okay. So this is my it's one. It's out of my control. Yeah. So that's the first thing. It's out of my control. And there's nothing I can do. Okay. So when I feel overwhelmed in a situation, like, and I feel like stressed and I, and I, and my, my thoughts all muddled, and I'm getting angry. First things first, I realize that anger is a sign that something's not right, right? You need to address those thoughts, right? It wasn't until about an hour and a half in of being angry that I was able to like, I realized what was happening. Like just Curtis, come on. Because everyone's around abusing the customer service representatives and stuff. Oh, I got sucked in. Yeah, I got sucked into that loophole as well, right? Herd mentality. Yeah, herd mentality. We want flies. Well, I wasn't, I was was being polite, but it's more (laughs) angry inside, right? Yeah. And it was just grumpy. And anyway... I um I I I, was, I think it was on the plane when I was going from Sydney to Brisbane. I said to myself, "Okay, inside my mind, what's bothering you so much, Curtis?" And then I just t- tried to compartmentalize it in my brain. So, like, what I like to do is, like, okay, is it the time element? Is it that it's going to ruin my schedule tomorrow? Is it that I'm not going to get enough sleep? Like, what is what exactly was it that was bothering me? And then when you kind of break it down and you kind of compartmentalize everything, you really like look at it at, for what it really is. You kind of realize, like, you just address one by one. Okay, well, okay, I have to wake up a little bit later. That's okay. I can get Tim to do that first session on the Monday morning. That's okay. Um, you know, I just kind of tick it off bit by, like, each each thing that bothered me. And then by the end of it, you know, you go through those five or six things. It's like, oh, it's actually not that bad. It's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. I'm still going to get back to Melbourne. inconvenience. Exactly. I'll be in my bed tonight anyway. Exactly. We'll be rocking and rolling. And, and I wish I did it earlier. Like, I, I shouldn't have had to wait an hour and a half, but... It's, it's funny, it's the same thing in league, right? Like when you, you get 
so angry in after, the moment in that like, moment yeah god this player sucks man like come on like the internet yeah or whatever it might be right up a team fight and when you see you look at look at it for what it really is and what's actually bothering you and you you, you kind of do a bit of a deep dive and in, in, introspection it's really not that you know it's really not, nothing special right thought i'd want to share that story there i love it I love dealing the the inconveniences the, of life the struggles in solitude. Venting, venting IRL. He venting and <laughs> venting from his IRL problems. This is what this podcast is a therapy session. That's right. I have my solitude problems. Curtis has his yep. real life problems. Nathan, where are we starting today? Episode 100, Curtis. Yep. Let's do some uh, housekeeping. Okay. Okay. All right. Where do you want to start? So this, we're going to be, this is the last time you're going to see us on this couch, guys. Big news. We're moving to the new studio. <laughs> You know, you're going to have to wait and to see for that. Uh, we're going to be trying to live stream. Not trying, we're going to be doing we're a doing live stream. It's going to execute it perfectly. There's going to be no flaws. It's going to be streamed on Curtis's YouTube channel is the current plan. That's the current plan. You And then we'll upload it though onto... It will the, be obviously uploaded to the Broken Back Concept yep, channel. Yep. Right? And uh, what you can do with YouTube is Curtis is going to set up an event. We'll have these posted in the comments on the YouTube channel if you're watching on Spotify of this episode of you can set a reminder for it the time european people will not be able to watch this no. it's going to be like 4 a.m on a sunday night for you probably in europe yeah um so this is going to be monday our time so it's going to be about 12 p.m we're thinking about 12 p.m melbourne time which is around you know night time for after late Be- afternoon between night time for america. 6 p.m and 10 p.m in america right Correct, roughly yeah. on sunday of next sunday, sunday night, night. I don't know how the date for that time, but whatever next week is. Yep. So you can set a reminder for the YouTube. Curtis will have an event. Yeah, that I'll try create. and have that event done by the time this episode is out. And we'll link that. And that's going to be the new era of the Broken by Concept. It's going to be universe. big. It's going to be big. It's going to be wow. big. I think we will be able to officially call ourselves professional podcasters. If it episodes. doesn't If it doesn't fall apart. So that's going to, that's, is that all the housekeeping for episode 100, Curtis? Yep. Oh, uh, okay. Also, it's going to be a 100, it's going to be basically a 90% mailbag episode. Okay. Yep. So if you guys want some, some concerning questions, questions. or if you, or if you've sent something to mailbag in like a couple of months ago, it's probably just dug deep. If you want to resend it, resend it to the email and then um, we'll get those questions collated for And we'll episode. probably do towards the end of that episode, maybe like read the chat. Yeah. Towards the end. Yes, yeah, so we won't probably read the chat at all during it. We'll just be focused on the the what the plan in the mailbag questions. And then at the end, then we will do like a, a chat Q&A thing with That's the right. live stream live, which is like the first time we've sort of done that because we don't really stream anyway. So no. this is going to be, everything's behind it's gonna the be scenes. Chaotic, it's going to be chaotic, dude. It's going to be It's going to be interesting. So that's episode 100. All right. So moving on to some previous episodes, Curtis, with mm. living in the past in this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been big controversy, lots of discussion in my Discord and the Salty Discord, talking about the comment that I made, where we sort of both agreed on was the question was how many games a week do you need in Solitude to improve? Yep. And you know, I think you originally said like twenty or something, and then I just said I think it's going to be about thirty. Right. I also had controversy. There's a lot of controversy in my uh, Midland Academy as well on this one. So I figured that I think we need to go deeper. We need to dive into the details. We need to break this down. So a couple of things that I wrote down was, um, you know, obviously a lot of people talk about sometimes, you know, we feel like maybe we're disconnected from the average player. Yep. 30 games a week is a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. That's more than three. If we play three, so if we put in the context of games, that's more than three 
three blocks a day. So if you did, you know, seven days a week and one three block, that's 21 games, isn't it? Yep. Seven foot. Yep. So that's no days off, one three block. Yep. One a day. three block a day. So yep. you would have to be doing an extra three three blocks in that week. Yep. You know, obviously people work, they sometimes don't have time for that. Remember, this is your number. This is not my number. This is my, my yeah, number. That's your 30, number. Yeah. 30. Um, and I did just pull that sort of out of my ass, okay. but but the I'll get to the the message and why I thought that in the first place. So some of the things that we I think we should break it down is talking about is this Elo specific? Is this is the difference between improving from I'm a new player to the game and I want to get to gold, or is there right. a difference between platinum to diamond? And do we need to get lots right. of games if we're going from you know master to challenger because that's a huge like you're getting to the one yeah. percent of the one percent. Yeah. So is it that? Is it um. Okay, right. let's let's start, Nathan, by talking about how many games you currently play, and 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 maybe go over like the, your history, like during periods of time where you've improved a lot or have improved as much. Like, how has the amount of games that you've played personally changed and altered your journey over the past, say, two years or something? Okay. Well, what, what, what's your schedule look like in terms of games played? So currently, uh, let's say of the majority of the season was about. Minimum one three block a day, and then I'll maybe two or three days a week. I'll do two three blocks. So you're getting roughly thirty. Yes, maybe a bit below, a bit above, roughly yeah. in there somewhere. The last two three weeks, about the last month, it's been really dropped off because I've been focused on my YouTube and making my Rexi guide. Uh, but that's just that's that's my ideal scenario. But even when you are doing your YouTube, how many are you getting a week? Are you getting fifteen? Uh. No, I'm like literally. Uh, yeah, yeah you get, get fifteen. Yeah, you get fifteen. Are you yeah. still squeezing a th- I three, three block? block? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. So at at worst case scenario, when you're really busy, you're squeezing fifteen. When you're really really focusing on your solo queue, you're making sacrifices in other areas. You're you're kind of doubling that, and then that's and how what's the big difference felt between those two? Because obviously now you're in the you're in the YouTube grind. You're doing a lot of videos. How has that differed from when you were in more like the solo queue? It's a very good question because. Uh, uh, well, I mean, yeah, I would say that I'm completely stagnated at the moment. Like I'm around 600 LB, um, and th- th- there's no way I'm going to be climbing unless I play more. I feel like definitely, uh, if, I go, back to my, if I go back to my 30 games a week and that's why I sort of pulled that out, that number. Um, but you know, in the past I've played like 40, 50 games a week, yep. you know, like especially, okay. you know, obviously the 2020 and, but again, you could argue like that was a lot of not high quality games. I didn't really have the three block process when, when we, before we started this podcast, which was, you know, that was early 2020. And obviously you saw me explode in solo queue throughout that time. Um, so yeah, 2020, I was playing, yeah, at least 56, probably 60 games a week. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, you know, and obviously I was like, because I was purely focused on getting better at the game. So I had to relearn the game after not playing for four or five years. Yeah. And then 2021 was a three block process. I definitely went through, yeah, then that, that was when I was doing, um, so yeah, I mean, last year was interesting for me because what I did was I, I started off the season with that th- one, three block a day process. And then I got, I felt like that, that was, I was stuck there. I was stagnant even with doing that, like 21 games a week. That was, that was at the beginning of the season, you know, how last season I got challenged really quick, you know, and then for the last four months of that season, I was playing two three blocks even three three blocks a day and then i dropped all the way i finished diamond one that season so you went too much you did too many games but again i'm not sure if that was insane i actually found a lot of flaws in my gameplay which allowed me to be more a consistent challenger player now right i'm not sure because i was sort of like playing because remember it went from 
from full clear, like I was playing Udia, Hecarim and stuff that full clear meta where I got to You change your style completely. And then, you I, complete and then I played Jarv and Zinzao yeah. and like these pure early game shots. Like I can't make mistakes. And then I went all the way down to... So in a way, you, you, you're, you're a bit confused because on one side, the bulk amount of games that you were able to play allowed you to maybe speed up that learning process and because you were going to fail no matter what right changing that style i mean it's it's very difficult to say i don't know i don't know because again i think there was lots of tilting you know how i said i talked about how my my new approach i did this year was talking about you know when i was playing on three accounts like yeah was talking about uh you know i might have only account for one high intensity and other accounts just to not self-sabotage myself um i've sort of like gone to just two accounts now but, um, but yeah, again, that's the thing that I'm just not sure. And like, I feel like I did, even though there's so much low quality practice, I think I got shit done still. I feel like I, I, I rewired the way I thought. And we also got to preface this entire thing by saying it. it I, I, I don't think there is a cookie cutter formula for this. No, I think, I don't I think, think it's, so. you got to find what works for you. So my mindset in terms of why I think uh, at the end of the day, so the, the a huge argument that I saw in my Discord was talking about the quality versus quantity. Yep. Right. And I think that people are a little bit, in fairyland or delusional thinking that they're able to bring like the high quality of their best like every game so mm-hmm. um if i think about it like you know because people just like they just have this theory of like oh you know just it's either one or the other just black and white high quality or low, low like right obviously like you know when you had your shit show when you had the alistair and stuff you're still going to those games in high intensity but you pissed away about like one two months because your whole direction your whole mindset your pool was all fucked mm. So, um, I have an analogy here that I use for, for Formula One, right? Like in league, there's so many things that are like sort of out of your control. Formula One, I think is another good analogy because, you know, as you're the driver, you got to hold, you know, you have to rely on the car, you know, people around you are doing crazy things. Let's say if you had like in Formula One, how many races are there in a year? 21 is there or something like that. There's like 20. It's like one every fortnight, isn't it? Roughly. So let's say drivers are going in there and they're they're getting the experience. And imagine if there was only eight races a year, right? But they're like super, like their minds are super high quality. But three of those races are crashes. So they only have five actual races of actual experience. You know what I mean? Like that's, so the, way, that's the way. There's so much, there's so much going to be so much like I don't want to say like pissed away time in just the nature of league and how it is that you need to get that quantity in right. to, to account for like the, the, the games that are just going to be, there's so you're saying that the, the, because of the nature of solo queue being, you know, 30% losses, yeah. trolls, yeah. not getting your main role, not getting your champion, all of these other things around it. You kind of need a certain amount of games. Quantity is going to be the quantity important. is a very important element, but the quality is important as right. well, but you've, you've still getting it, especially with how much, especially let's say if you're a new player learning the game, think about how much information you need, right. and how many things I had an example from today's review. Um, Philip is, you know, he's, he's been playing, he's been really trying really hard for the last two, three years. Obviously, the situation never happened. He goes, he's playing Diana with Conqueror into Echo, and he thought that Echo was super strong early. He had to be scared of Echo because he's a good fighter. Diana beats Echo hard, right? Early, yeah. In Midland. Yeah. Well, this is the jungle matchup, right? Right, it's the same thing, though. But, you know, he has Dark Harvest, and it's just crazy. It's mm. like two years plus, and he, like, lost a fight because he was scared of the Echo. Yeah. How do you get that experience after, how, could, how does he not have the experience after two years? Mm. type stuff you know what i mean like you sort of have to get the corner to sort of test things and all that sort of stuff like you can sit there and study the game as much as possible you really do need to learn this experience from that so that that's another thing as well i feel like that league like i think this is maybe a downside with the game just how many champs to get released and stuff it's very complex you, the game is getting complex pretty quick you yeah know, i mean i think we really need to raise that that analogy where everything's on a slider kind of 
going down. So whenever, okay, so okay, so I, I'm gonna pull a number out of my ass that I fe- that I feel is indicative of what it feels like to me in my experience. The number fifteen, okay, that's what five days a week, one three block on each of those days, fifteen games. I feel as though 15 allows the average player, again, this is not for everyone, but at a, a general way of viewing it, um, to, to stabilize. And the way I envision this uh, as, a, as a thought experiment, uh, the way I visualize if what it looks like, is that all of your skills are like a bar graph. And then every day, they're all incrementally decreasing, like slowly, like very, very, very slowly. When you play... They're all like, they're rising all up a little bit. So if you don't play at all, like you're just going to get worse. Get like worse everything is like no. slowly, slowly going down. There's no such thing as being stagnant or no. you're either getting worse or you're getting better. There's That's right. Stagnant just doesn't exist. That's right. Yeah. Spot on. You're either getting worse or you're getting better. Getting worse is a real thing. Getting worse is a very real thing. So then, um, and this is because the game is changing and evolving so quickly. So, um, and obviously, it, it, there's so many variables to play. Such a I mean, it's such a game. good example, Curtis. How many players that have been around in our Elo and Challenger that, that don't exist in or in Diamond at the moment? Yeah. For over the last, like, six years. Yep. The, no, the number is insane. Yeah, you see new people every season. Yep. Every season. And what, what happens to the old people? I mean, they have to quit or they are playing in Diamond at the moment. Or you get, you get the odd player who really, really tries hard. Like Carbon, for example. Like, that guy grinds. Like, he gets games in. Dude. He, he does. Gets game, he he does gets game bulk in. games in every year. Yeah. Like props to him, he actually puts in the time and effort. Like, you know, he may not be the most process-oriented guy. He's like a very intuitive player, but he gets games in and he play. He tries, dude. He actually tries to win. So yeah, you either get the players that don't try and they think they can rely on like old experience and they just lose and they just get worse or people who genuinely try to adapt and get better. So my point being here, if you play 15, I feel like that's like a really solid number that kind of makes up, it like it's like a break-even point where you're not really going to get worse, but you're not going to get better. And so for me, when I'm working on my YouTube, I try to aim for 15. Like if I've got a really busy week, I'm like, I need to get at least 15 games in because I'm just going to get worse otherwise. Now, I don't view, um, again, I'm, I'm trying to think very visually here. I'm very visual when it comes to this is I don't view it as a linear. So again, let's, let's, let's draw up an X and Y axis, everyone in our brain, right? So on the uh, X axis, we have uh, games played. And then on the y-axis, um, we have like uh, improvement or whatever. I don't know whatever what you would call that. But basically, the way or, or your level of play. Sorry. So what happens is that as you're uh, as you're approaching um, fifteen games, like you're kind of you're getting to like a break-even point. But then at 15, each and every game you play is actually exponential. Like it's, it's like a curve. It's like an exponential graph or whatever. Like it doesn't, you, you actually get more value from each and every three block past 15 games, but weirdly enough up until a point. So it, it, it kind of, what's that word? It's like a, it's like a mathematical term where it kind of exponential, yeah, exponential, but it gets, it's like a point where growth. like it stops. But anyway, point being, so between diminishing 15, returns, yeah, it's kind of like diminishing returns. Yeah. So from 15 to 18, like you get a lot of value. From 18 oh. to 21, you get a lot of value. From 21 to 24, you get even more value. Each and every three block up until like you add on to that, you get more value. But up until a point, then it reaches a point where it's like around, 
you know, I think it differs for everyone. For me personally, probably around 30, maybe 32, 33, 34. Yeah, you're playing so many games and you're not playing. You're just the not quality get, is gone The quality now. is diminishing. Yeah. It gets to a point. So there's a sweet spot where every three block past 15 up until around 30, 32, whatever it might be, where that's like, in my opinion, that's where all your gains, most gains are going to happen. It's kind of like in training in gym, right? There's like a there's like overtraining where you can overtrain and you're not getting good quality reps in. There's like a sweet spot where you're getting good quality reps. You're getting actual reps in, but they're good quality reps. It's kind of like that. You're looking mm. for that sweet spot, mm. you know? And um, so I think that everyone at minimum should aim for 15 if they can. And I think that's pretty reasonable. If, if leagues, if you're serious about improving and, and it's a hobby that you care deeply about, I think 15 is reasonable. Everything on top of that, if you genuinely want to improve, is like great. Thumbs up. Every three block matters. The difference between 15 to 18, massive. 18 to 21, massive. So um, that's my take. That's my take on it. As a high low player. As someone who's played for very a long time, and I've seen it from, from people. Um, and I just see with clients sometimes. I look at their OPGG and they just don't get games in. I'm like, nothing, it's true, yeah, even, nothing even, we're talking about here is really going to work. Yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, just from what I've seen. Again, I this mean, is my take. It's an opinion. You know how we talk about how uh, you know low elo players that shouldn't really have, think about too much about a process and just get the games in, right? Yeah, yeah. Isn't more like should they be playing fifty games? Oh, yeah, this and is you're getting to it? again. I, again, I actually think in a way it works very similarly. So again, at the lowest elo brackets where we're talking um, bronze and like when you're leveling to thirty, whatever. Okay, let's take it specific. When you're going from zero to thirty, you need to get as many games as possible. Quality doesn't that, even matter because that's how we all did it, right? You got it, right? We, everyone did it that way. Quality actually doesn't really matter. You just got to get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of just games, fun games, 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 games. You get to silver, you still got to get. You still you should be playing a lot of games. Maybe not as you still got to start to get that intensity up. Now that's where the intensity starts to become a factor. Um, gold, still you got to get games in, but quality is starting to get even more important. important. Yeah. Then it gets to the point where plat, and then you act- actually where you actually want to play less, I think, for a lot of people in plat. And again, just get really high quality. It's where you should really start thinking about the, the game. The process is really important. The process is extremely important in platinum because platinum, in my opinion, plat four to uh, D4 is where it's not just about like... Um, your you anymore it's just about not about your champion anymore it's about how your champion interacts with the game and all the other champions you got to get very granular it's where you got to start to get granular and then so and then in diamond you're still being granular but you got to start to get more games in a little bit and master plus even more games you're not going to climb from from d2 to master with 15 games a week no you're just not gonna it's not gonna happen you're not gonna climb from master zero LP to 400 LP with 15 games a week. You're not going to get from 400 P to 700 P with 15 games. It's important. It's not basically impossible. Actually, I'm going to say it. I'm going to literally say it's just not going to happen. I've never seen it happen like that. Um, You, you got to get bolt games in. So the higher you get, the more games you got to get ideally for improvement. I look at 610 uh, in the MLA who's trying to, you know, climb, you know, he's actually, he's, he's, he's interesting because I think he went too far off the edge where he played too many games. Like there's there again, there's a number where you just kind of lose the plot. Um, so he's actually purposely trying to drop it down a little bit. He's experimenting with only like five games a day or something. He's only all the way backwards. 
um, when he used, to, he used to play a shit ton. But all I'm saying is that, yeah, you're not going to get to that level, though. If he didn't get those thousands of games in, he, right, he wouldn't yeah. have been the player. He wouldn't be able to be a, a consistent, like, 800 LP player. He just wouldn't be able to because you just need to know all the little intricate details. And build that muscle memory and just be used to a game pace, yeah. especially that ELO when you're... And I'm actually very similar to you right now. I feel like it's hard for me to... Like, I feel like... um. I could reckon we'll probably get to like 700 LP, but then like I'm going to plateau. I'm going to have to get games in. I, I'm not going to improve with 15 a week. Like it's going to be very difficult for me. Now, I have had people in the Discord, uh, like Swagnar, for example, say like he's a massive advocate for high quality. But, you know, I'm going to call Swagnar out a little bit here because he's a very unique case. He, he he's, a gr- he's played the game for a long time. Got he's it. an old school yes, player. Yeah. I, I don't think his... I think his league journey is very unique on you know, that Harry Potter analogy. Like he's had a very unique journey going down that maze that I think he can draw back on experiences. He can rely on those thousands of games he played he's before. He's played those thousands of games yeah. over the past seven seasons, It's like eight me seasons. playing that 1,500 of games, you know, in season, when I came back to the game, season nine, 10, right. 11, I think that was really important. Well, it's like six, 10. It's it the same It was different thing. for you because you were playing in Challenger all those years and you had like your three, you know, the, the minimal games that you were No playing. one would get to the LP I'm at with my games if they hadn't already had thousands of games before that, right? Six Sense the same thing. He literally played, I think, last season like 2,000 games or something. Something ridiculous. I remember when we were in high school, Curtis, I mean, the amount of, you, we had the normal games. It was something like 2,000. I've got, I, 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 I played normal games. games recently and I looked at my, I've got, I think 4,000 normal games. There, there you go. <laughs> like, it's like nearly 4,000 yeah. uh, total normal that's games. That's something I was since season and three. That's, and I, and that's, and, season and, one, sorry. Think about that. That was season one, mm. and I stopped playing normals around season four. That was 4,000 games in just four seasons, basically. And you are still playing ranked as well. That was ranked as well. I was yeah. playing grinding in season two, so three, you, four. You, you probably played, yeah, six, 7,000 games in I was that playing span of shit. three, four years. I was playing so many games then. And then you could, again, have the Swagnar journey. Of the like, Swagnar then, journey, then, right. then it became quality, quality, quality. Right. So I think, again, let's preface this again, remind everyone that this is unique and you got to understand your journey. But I, I think there's a, there's a line in the sand somewhere, both with quality, great, you need it, but amount of games, and like I said, I think 15 is that a really solid number to aim for if you want to like like maintain. It's like going to the gym and just doing base amount just to maintain whatever muscle you currently have. And then anything past that point when you're pushing. But you think that's only for platinum and above, you're basically saying. Do you think um, we agree that we need you need to get the thousands of games a season? No, I think Free. gold. You, you not thousand. No, in gold you still you, again it tapers off. Like I think in in zero to thirty you got to get the, the mindless games in. Okay, bronze and silver you still got to get a lot of games, but you got to up that intensity a bit. I don't have numbers for this, but all I know that like the ratio changes. You know what I mean? Okay, I'll see. I just want people to think like that. That's the way I want mm. them to think. They, they, I think they the people watching this have to experiment with what works for them um you know that's what i think anyway all right is there anything else we need to cover on that topic i think that's all the potential questions the other thing as well is that uh you know how you say you want people to think about it i wonder i don't want people to sit there and like start i mean i guess you could do it but i sort of feel like that this is like the gimmick it's like what do you put in your protein shake to get that extra little bits and then you're stronger Mm. at the gym you Mm. know what i mean like I, I, you think it's a 1%? Yeah. Well, no, I can't well, say that. What are you saying? What's your really point? Cool. Your point is that you think it's a gimmick. It's like... I don't know. I just I can just visualize people. We're just going to argue it to this death. You know, it's like, what's the perfect amount? Again, I think I, I think it's it's specific to people for sure. 
Nathan, I think one of the big messages that we both try to push on on this podcast is is getting people to be more introspective yeah, about critical themselves. thinking critical well. thinking yeah. about what That's about what them like I, I think that yes Nathan you're spot on I think this can be interpreted the wrong way and like it can go to fairyland very quickly but at the same time I think we need to also encourage the audience to really stare at the wall and think about it type thing yeah. you know again I'm very afraid of people you distorting the term what high quality games looks like right that's your fear that's my fear right so all oh, right so your, your biggest fear is that they're only going to get one or two hundred percent intensity games in and then that's going to be their narrative that like they something. think they think that that's those 15 right. are like just really really good so it makes up for it when it's just not like it's better to get like okay yeah you get those handful of really great games in but you still need those 80 percenters or those 70 yeah. percent intensity games because people might they might distort high quality games for like them playing well like they're not thinking about adapting they just completely weren't able to adapt oh to dude I, I a lot of the time I'm exhausted at the end of my days coaching and I, I get a three block in and they're not 100% intensity yeah, but I gotta right. get them in that's right you gotta get them it's in it's gotta get, exactly get the reps right. in yes it's gotta get the reps in yeah, I do it no matter what I'm gonna play that three block like no matter how shitty it is you know most unless it's obviously extremely you know I've had like no sleep or something but the point yeah I see your point all right, all right, Curtis, what do you want to talk about next? What should we explore next in the solo queue improvement podcast? So um, a common topic that is brought up in, in my, well, I guess it's a, it's a, it's a pain point for people. It's a, it's a common frustration is that they can be playing well up until a point in a game and they make this one mistake and then it just completely end of review. Yeah. An end of review type mistake or you know, they make this one thing that they may not realize is end of review. And then we get into, we have a session together and I say, well, this just, end of review. this completely changed the entire our, outcome of the game. Yep. You gave the shutdown. You, you, you missed opportunity to rift herald. You rifted the wrong tower. You missed a smite on the Baron, whatever it might be. You know, it's, it's this one mistake that cost you the game and people don't, that doesn't sit well with people, does it? It's like, they've done all these amazing things. No, that, it doesn't. And they, they make this one mistake and you lose and like, is that it? Like, because that can't be it. The the narrative that I've heard some, from some of my clients is, I deserve to win this game yep. because I play better than the opponent for the majority of this game. Exactly. They think in terms of majority. Like, I, you know, 95% of this game, I play better than this guy. But then I made this one mistake and then I lose. And how does this guy get to win and I lose? You know, That's right. Why do I have to play perfectly? Yep. There's that, that narrative, right? Very common narrative. Very common. And it got me thinking because I think I love drawing uh, back to real life analogies to help us humble ourselves in a way like we sometimes we, we we forget that the 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 concepts we're talking about here are, are not uh independent to league like they're they found everywhere in real life so last night um when i was flying back from brisbane to to melbourne on that second flight um the the flight got delayed right and we, we were sitting on the plane but the plane wasn't allowed to leave and the 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 steward or whatever, the stewardess or whatever said over the intercom, um, sorry, we, we, we're going to, we've delayed the flight because someone on the last flight couldn't find their bag. And it got me thinking, they've done everything right. Like they've, they've got everyone to their seats. Everyone's got their, all the luggage is packed on. The pilot's got, they've refueled the plane. This, this, this pilot's probably ticked all the boxes. Like everything has gone perfectly. And one thing has completely stalled, stalled everyone and everything. Everyone's one plans. thing. One thing. And this trend 
seems to be the case in many, many areas and many, many areas of life. A, p- a common example is you said today earlier, Nathan, in F1. Formula one they can have the perfect race. You got Lewis Hamilton. He's doing the best example. Ones is Max Verstappen at Mel- the Melbourne Grand Prix that yeah. he went to. He was like second. His car just failed. Just can fail on one one. Yeah, overheat. But it's even more devastating where like this guy, like say Lewis Hamilton, winning, um, winning the race is in a really good position. Pit stops, and then one of the guys in the um, changing the tires couldn't get one of the nuts on the on the on the wheel. And they couldn't get the wheel on the car, and then he loses three seconds, and then boom. Then you, so one person's on this whole operation, out of this entire operation, of people, hun- thousands, thousands of people yeah. behind the scenes, all the technology. Lewis Hamilton have split seconds every corner. This guy, he could have done the best race. He could have driven out of his mind. That's right. One single mistake ruins the entire outcome of that race. One tiny, tiny, tiny little mistake. One little nut. And and I think that we really need to like l- let this sink in because it happens every it can it, the same thing can happen like it, 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 I'm sure if you really think back in your life there's been moments where you've been really close to achieving something or you know you're, you you've done all the preparation for this exam and then the bus on the way to school the bus you know gets a flat tire and then you're an hour late and then you miss the exam and then you're half in the you fail it all i mean there's tr- there's a trillion things that could go wrong up until that just one thing needs to go wrong though so we have these huge sophisticated operations but all it takes is one weak point one little thing and this all got inspired by the way from the book one of the books we're reading by nasim talib in the book club talks about how um it's not about like everything has to go perfect and only one thing needs to go wrong for, for a big operation to actually explode. A common example he, he, he used to talk about was how in like, I think it was like the 07, 08 financial crisis. It was like, you know, I think it was one trade set off. Um, it was like a one trade of 150 billion set off a, a chain event uh, of a hundred and two hundred trillion dollars or something like he told he tells this story of like one 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 uh, transaction impacting the entire system and um i mean i didn't really get it because i'm not really into economics but it's the same premise how one thing can cha- have a huge chain effect so before you you know vent and before you um lose your mind over that one mistake welcome to life it's reality that's reality that's just fucking reality like get your shit together I get it. It's frustrating. I was frustrating. I was pissed when I, you know, had my flight got delayed. You didn't get back till 2 a.m. I didn't get, yeah, whatever. But, you know, that's life. It just happens. It happens. And in, le- in league, remember, a game, the way I view a game in league is like, it's like a day in, in, in life. Like, I view like every game is like a miniature life in a way. And, and everything has to go right. But like so many things can go wrong. It's like you were planning to cook dinner and the oven wasn't working. So many things. I got a flat tire in my car the other day. My entire, you know, delayed an hour. And then, you know, so many things happen. I have a league example. I always think back to, remember MSI when we went to Brazil and we, they picked uh, Ivan against us. Oh. And we just exploded our whole tournament, basically. I'll give you another example. Why don't we use a more recent one? Order versus, was it G2? And they were going to win that game, I think. Yeah, the and then they game. do they, they made a really bad Baron call, call, and then they just lose the game. Yeah. 
they were in a really good position. They had a scaling composition. I think their buy was popping off. Carthus, their Carthus. Carthus was like hyperscaling. They got like two picks mid and then they just do a random Baron in front of a Zoe and it's, no one can tank and they all die and mm. then they lose the game. Mm. They could have won the game, but one call, all of the work, no matter how much solo kills people got, all the great things they did up until that point, all it takes is one missed call, one misplay and the game can crumble. Welcome to league. Welcome to life. So I wanted to raise this again as a thought experiment for people who struggle with this. And and I think that you need to just, that, that has to be inbuilt in the solo queue contract. You know, going back to the solo queue contract, at the start of the year, you sign this contract with Riot Games and there's going to be there's a little sentence, you know, 0.11.3. I understand that one mistake will cost me the entire No matter game. how well I played. No matter the, how well I played up until that point. That's right. No matter how beautiful the League of Legends was up until that point. Yep. Same thing, but you're going to be on the receiving end of that as well. Somebody remember, yes. Like how many games where you've lost the whole game and they make one mistake and you win? Yeah, where, like again, games we, that should be completely unwinnable. Yep, I've won games like that where I thought were completely un, uh, unwinnable and they make one mistake and then great. Cool, makes sense. Love it. Okay, this is another one, Nathan, and, and I think this is your expertise. I don't really know how to tackle this one. I wanted to raise this to get your thoughts on it, but basically this morning in the Broken My Concept uh, channel in my Discord, I think it was Van or Clara talking about um, how do you stop caring about what other people think about you? And uh, Christo also mentioned how he's playing in a game, and even when he has chat muted, even when he has chat muted, if he makes a mistake or she makes, she makes a mistake, they are automatically thinking about what other people might be thinking about you. Well, my teammates, what are they thinking what are about they thinking? me? If They're I got tr- Mudor, what are they going to be saying about me here? What are they thinking? How do you deal with this, Nathan? I think you're the expert. First of all, tell us, Nathan, why are you the expert of this? I'm the expert. So I think that many people could agree. Curtis could agree. I've had some close friends say that I'm probably one of the most hated people on the Oceanic server. Yeah. Um, this is not, I don't, t- this is the thing. I've never taught, spoken to anyone. I have no friends, no friends, it's nothing. I just play the game, do my thing, you know? Obviously, there's a couple of narrows, you know, I didn't play the game for a while. I was the owner of Dial, I was the manager, I didn't play the game. So, you know, common things that people say to me is, you know, you're, you're 27 years old, like, get out. This is not, stop queuing up. Get out of here. <laughs> this is not your you're place. You're washed up trash. Washed up trash. Like, get out of my games, you know? You know what are you doing, you know? So, um, it's really important to for i want to emphasize here that i i, I have my name my, my name my first name and last name is my someone a name you are like <laughs> there is no there is no like you are that's right it's actually really interesting when you think about it nathan mott is your name that's my in-game it's your name. in-game name so as people well. can personally attack me very it's like easily. personal attack yeah. versus someone that's you know random it's, it's like there's like an like you can kind of det- you can kind of detach from yeah. your but you are that's right you are actually your league identity in a way so um yeah, it's interesting so a couple of things, I think we've talked about this a bit on the podcast before, but I'll uh, rephrase things. So um, where the, so I have an example from yesterday example. So, I mean, even now, like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I was pushing like top 20 on like the, over the weekend, you know, so I'm, I'm obviously high, very highly on the server now compared, you know, when I was in Diamond 1 Master, I was getting way more flames like the end of last year. You're getting flame more in, in yeah, when you're in Now Master it's a little bit less, but even yesterday I had a, a Malphite top lane, right? He typed in chat, Rexai, where are you path in this game? And I know whenever I get typed that, uh, especially by like a tank top, their their intention is they want me to weak side them, but I refused to because he was against Trinimira and I had to win the game through Malphite top into Trinimira, okay? But I didn't even respond and then he started questioning me and said, you know, well, like, what the fuck's your problem and stuff like that. And I instant muted him, right? 
um, you know, people are telling me how to play the game, how to play jungle. And then it's, and then the personal attack started coming from other players. It's like, oh, Nathan Mott, you know, mm. Nathan Mott's at it again. And I actually completely, I went top, I did a level two gank and it, it just fucking went disastrous. And we actually, I actually completely almost lost the game for our team. And think about that added extra thing. But then guess what? We actually won the game because I just capitalized because I just know people throw mid game. I'm so fucking confident mid game these days, people are going to fuck up. So it's really easy just to win games, even if I screw up early game. So, um, yeah, I get flamed a lot. Um, and again, this is just not even me typing. And uh, mute all was a huge strategy. Definitely that helps a lot. But now, I mean, even there, like I got a bit lazy. Sometimes I don't mute all and I in- mute people individually. So there's a couple of t- tools in my kit. Process, confidence in process and the discipline. You know, I get a lot of discipline from the gym. I think gym's been a huge part for me. I know that I push myself physically, which helps me push myself mentally when it comes to League of Legends. I am confident in over the long run with the three block process because I've had so much results with it. I will eventually be better. Third thing, I I let's let's say the Malphite is flaming me for my path in, trying to tell me how to path. My mindset is I don't give a fuck what you're going to think. I'm going to play the game the way I think it's going to be played. And if I lose the game, I suffer the consequences. Or even if you AFK because of my path in completely fine i'm still going to stick to what i did there and then you know now i have to analyze it and it's like did he afk because you know i actually did fuck up my path or whatever i'll have to be pretty critical about that right so the other thing i'm thinking about there is i want to make sure i'm winning and losing games on my terms mm, that's really important not on anyone else's terms because the moment especially as a jungler people are going to tell what you should be doing you you need to just not give a flying fuck and play the way that you think and follow your intuition and to, to so to the way I interpret that is is that it, what you mean is you in order to maximize your learning yep you need to you need to play to your limits you need to play what the way you perceive the game and That's then right. there's only one way to find out if what you you think you've is got to do right it. or wrong like you've got to, you've got to do it. it right That's right um because the, the the opposite is is you do something it doesn't work and then you're fucking pissed at yourself and you lose. It's just a, it's just a mm. negative, negative, negative. There's mm. no winners from it. There's no win, yeah. By following what people say. And especially junglers. Like, I don't know if it's like that for mid lane, but junglers, we obviously get a lot of that heat, right? Um, so I would say those are the three core principles mm. that I follow in terms of making sure that I'm still confident in my ability to climb and, and to block out the noise. Um, I'll say definitely, you know, when I first, I definitely was self-doubt and stuff like that in the, you know, those last, you know, those 2020 when I was spamming games and I went down mm. to Diamond 1, I was like, fuck, am I just, you know, what's going on? But definitely process is, is huge pillar foundation. Yeah, it sounds like all, you have like a sense of inner confidence stemming from, or even borderline delusion that even if you perform poorly in this game, at some point in the future, you will be able to redeem yourself in a way or you'll be able to prove that you have gotten better at this and you won't make this mistake again because you've learned what actually happened like it's just a growth mindset essentially right and so would you say that people nathan who struggle with listening to what other people say about them do you think that stems from a lack of growth mindset or lack of belief in process or like maybe something like that i think that it's natural for people to just Compare Doubt. with others and com- compare, yeah. and just think of what Especially other people Especially nowadays, think. yeah. Here's a really good, ex- uh, a really good one from David Goggins, Can't Hear Me. He he lived his entire you know first 25, 30 years based on what other people thought of him, and what he realized was everyone's fucked up. They're just better at hiding it than he was, you know. And he was very scared to bring up things because everyone in in his mind he put everyone on a pedestal. Everyone was better than him. Mm. 
And then, especially now, especially, you know, me getting to the Elo now, I'm just realizing, okay, like, yeah, maybe sure I suck, but guess what? I know the psychology of players and stuff. I know how lazy this person's going to get in two months' time because they get complacent with their rank. Or I know this person's champion pool is going to go Wait, Imagine all the people that have hated on you for the past two years and look at your rank now comparatively yeah. to where they well, are now. Yeah, I mean, I know they're going to get sloppy. They're lazy. I mean, I mean, like, especially in terms of gamers, like, we know, like, yeah. gamers in general, they're, they're lazier people. It's just, it's just a fact, Yeah, you know? And this is not to, like, you know, just shout out what it's You guys are all lazy, right? But this is, this is what goes through my mind, right? Right now, I know that people are going to drop the ball. If I stay consistent, I will outwork them. And right, it's I just like an them. inner belief that if you stick to this process, that at some point it's going to pay dividends. That's right. Everyone's. Is that, 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 I, I love that quote from David. Oh, saying, so everyone's good. just fucked up. They're just going to hide no, it. I, they're going to push it. They, they're better at the game at you and stuff. But they're, that's, they're, they yeah. have their own mental blocks and their narratives and their tilt and toxic. And it's so interesting, Nathan, because I, I think we've had this conversation off camera many, many times. How we get frustrated with. Um, with like sometimes we get we get frustrated with social media and just like social events because everyone is only showing their best they self throw, yeah, they, they throw and like it, right. it, it sometimes feels like it's like am I the only one that feels like life is just so hard like why does life look so easy <laughs> to everyone else nice. like what everyone is just casually strolling around as yeah. if life is this easy game yeah. that they, they've got their finances sorted they like they're, they're, they're super healthy they're a beast like but in reality they all have the same. Probably similar problems. They have the self doubt, the confidence issues. They struggle with lack of discipline, and you know, poor relationships in their lives. Yeah, poor relationships. It all in lack of contentment. Like everyone has them to certain degrees. It's like, yeah, you're right. People are really good at hiding them nowadays, especially with social media and not seeing people face to face all the time. And I think league, obviously, being having the anonymity factor. It's so it's the it's the perfect height. People change their name and the alias twenty four seven. You don't even know who anyone is anymore. <laughs> that's, right. that's another added factor. It's not yeah. like you even have Nathan. Moore. I've coached Curtis. We've kept everyone knows who we are. That's right. So hiding who I am. That's right. Like I'm out here exposed to the sunlight and everyone's exposed. Everyone knows who you are. But nowadays, when I play my games, I don't even know who anyone is. People change their I name because no they're so either. gone in- insecure. That's it's twenty four twenty four seven. It's like edgy to like do the. It's like a refresh. Refresh on new account, new name. <laughs> you know, new me. <laughs> Yeah, but you spot, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. And I, I think that because of this anonymity, a lot of people, they and they automatically assume that what the other person has to say, like is, it, they automatically assume that the other person has more merit. That's super interesting. I think one of my toolkits, if someone criticizes my play, criticizes my play, it's like, I know this person isn't a, a very, ed- he's not like a, a super amazing mid laner that like knows the champion better than me. Like obviously if um, a, a high low mid laner, a pro player would give me feedback on a, on a, a criticize me or even he's like playing off role support in the game. Yeah. Like, like let's say I actually get up. flamed by yeah. another mid laner. I actually, in a way take that as good. I actually sometimes like it. It's like, Oh, I actually respect that guy's opinion. Like he probably has something to say about it. And he's, he's probably been in a similar situation. I can maybe understand where he's coming. I can actually kind of decode that flame to take to take real um, great learning from it. There's actually a quote like that saying, "The best feedback you get is actually from hate." It was something about I think there was like a, it was like a content creator saying, "Your best feedback will come from the hate comments on your videos," because they actually tell you what you're doing wrong, in a way. Um, but it obviously depends who that person is. Obviously, we always say this: not everyone is entitled to an opinion. In a way, it's like. Even that sounds terrible, it's like, <laughs> you can have your opinion, but I don't have yeah. to listen to it. So, yeah. um, And so in solo queue, when you're getting flamed by some other, say you're a platinum two player, and then there's another, say you're a mid laner, and then like a platinum one 80 carry flames you, 
what the fuck does that guy know about mm. what you need to do in this situation? It's not like he knows. It's not like he's climbed with Oriana to Diamond before. What, what does he know? You know, so I take everything with a grain of salt. Like, sure, but I'm going to probably look at it. But it doesn't mean much to me. It doesn't really penetrate my soul or anything. It doesn't. I don't take it really seriously. It's like, it's even when we're growing up, right? Like, we take criticisms from our from our close friends and family a lot like if your dad or your mom or your cousin or a close friend gives you criticism you really take that on board but not for some random dude in the street like who gives a shit what that guy thinks about you just from a merit perspective so that's a toolkit for me i use to help me maintain coherence and i would say another thing as well i I, I, i'm going to keep referring back to it is it's it's like understanding your league journey and owning it. Owning it. Own, right. yeah, and owning it. That's very it. important. And owning it. That's the thing. It's like, I owned. It's like, I, you know, people will say, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, 20, you think you can actually improve? Like, you were challenged many years ago. That's not how it works. Because, again, in people's mind, in league, you works. can't, you, you can't, there's no such thing as you're good, or you, you're good or you're bad. You're good or you're bad. That's right. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I just embrace it. I was like, okay, this is me. I'm, I may be fucked up. And, and this delusional. guy might be more talented than me. He might yeah. be better than me. He, he, might, he might always be better than me mechanically, but yeah. I'm going to find another way to beat him. But guess what? I'm going to do my three block every day. I'm going to be critical. I'm going to review my games. Yep. I'm going to go to the gym and, you know, have a good diet. I'm, I'm going to do that. And I'm just going to do that again and again. And maybe I get no fucking results from it, you mm. know? But that's what I believe. That well, what's the what alternative? What's the alternative? What's yeah. the alternative? I could just play 15 games and then hope that randomly I get to challenge or something. Well, the alternative is that I, I give up and I, and oh, yeah, I, I listen excuses. to that guy's opinion. Yeah. I listen to that guy's opinion and then yeah. I and then I, I say, yeah, you're right, I am actually pretty bad and I probably should give up and then where's that going to get you? Where's that going to get you? You go around listening to everyone and everyone else thinks about you your whole life. It's not going to end well, right? You've got to live your own life. I think that's a really good point. So hopefully people who... Um, who struggle with that, this gives them something to think about, or at least inspires them to be a little bit more stoic. And, and we go through the same shit. And and remember, we're not, we're not we get, a, we do get affected by that's flame. Right. Yeah. You know, that that's, you know, I think that's something we're not robots. Like, it's not like I read something and that goes over my head. Like, you know, if someone says something really mean about me, I, I sometimes read YouTube comments and yeah, sometimes like I take, I like read them. Like it kind of hurts because I put a lot of effort into a video and whatever it might be. But I guess it's like that inner belief that like you mentioned before. It's like, I'm, I'm on this path anyway and I'll get better. Have a crack. Just have a crack and I'll get, and we're going to get better at some point, you know? Yeah, it's a really good point. Nathan, I, I, this is something I wasn't planning on talking about, but I think it ties onto this one. Really interesting. I'm not going to say his name. This is someone from the, um, the MLA and I got this message this morning. Okay. I don't know how to interpret this one. I'd love to get your thoughts. Coach, I've lost confidence in my ability to improve as a player right now. Before I joined the MLA, I was an 80 carry main and I had the same plateau point of upper gold and I would barely scrape by to plat for around three seasons. I would struggle to get to lower plat every season and struggle to maintain it. Then last season, I swapped to mid and joined the MLA, same time of the swap, and the same thing happened again. I got to the same plateau point, struggled to get to plat and maintain it. I'm able to get there every season, but it's always a struggle. I'm going through the same thing right now. I'm hovering gold one. I'm very confident I'll get to plat again, but struggle there and maintain as well. I'm okay with winning and losing, and I don't really get tilted with the game or teammates. What breaks my confidence is the thought of not making any progress and again being stagnant since the same thing is happening again. I thought I improved, but the results are showing the same thing again, and now it's affecting my gameplay. Low confidence, low intensity, and tilted. 
And he sent me his OPGG. Of course. So, Nathan, what, what, what springs to mind here? How would you approach this one? Can you read like the end of that again? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm very confident I'll get to plat again, but struggle there and maintain as well. I'm okay with winning and losing, and I don't really get tilted with the game or teammates. What breaks my confidence is a thought of not making any progress and being stagnant since the same thing is happening again. I thought I improved, but the results are showing the same thing again, and it's now affecting my gameplay. No low confidence, low intensity, and tilted. Mm. So, so I, I do want to say, if you think about it, right? He joined the MLA okay, and lots swapped of questions last year. Yeah, this is not the same thing whatsoever, is it? Like he got to plat four as mm. eighty carry, mm. but that's completely nothing. None of that really matters at all, right? Like that was all in a completely different role. That's right. That's a so, factor. So he's he's just got here. So how about what's the timeline? What are we talking about? So he got to he joined MLA last year. Yeah, like like when? at the start, I'm pretty sure. The start of January last year. Yeah, early last year. I'll check so his OPG. He's here. been in MLA for 15. He's been for a while. Like, yeah, he's an old school. He's an old school member. 17, 18 months. Okay, and he's done the process. He has a process. Well, that was like, like my legit question. What's his process look like? Yeah, yeah. So last season, he had he had a bit. He had yeah. He had quite a bit of. Um, Mid games, yeah. So it looks like he's played basically two two whole, one and a half seasons, basically, yeah. So it looks like he got to plat four last season playing um, mid, and then um, and this season he's basically back to, back to plat four. I mean, it might be. It seems like a lot of over exaggeration, right? Like he has, it's not like he's been. Gr- it's not like he's he's done years and years of mid lane. Like this is his second year basically of mid lane. He's like a year and a half in, and he's in he's in platinum. Yeah, he's high goal right now, um, but he's mm. pretty confident he's going to get back to plat again. Mm. So what I said, Nathan, was I need to ask you three questions. Mm. Number one, when you do your three block, like what does your process actually look like in between the games? Mm. Like after the Nexus explodes, when you review, how long does it actually take when you do your reviews? Does he switch champions all the time? No, he's pretty consistent. Okay. Basically and he plays temple. quantity of games? Yeah, this season so far, he's got about 330 Okay. It's pretty solid. I mean, he has 173 games of Victor. Okay. Yeah. It's workable. It's workable. Um, and then I said, do you, do you feel like you watch too much content or would you say you are, you are definitely very focused on the execution and implementation of learning? So how would you approach this? What's your, what's your go-to? Like, how do you, how do you wrestle with this? Uh, Was, or does this tie into like league journey or what? Well, yeah. Uh, the, the timeline, the first question I'll be asking, timeline. like whenever people ask, they're not getting results. I like, Dude, how long have you fucking been doing this for? Like, right. Especially when you know, people have been playing the game for a long time. They just join their programs. They have this new approach and they don't get results with the three block the first few months. It's like, just go away and just keep at it. Well, yeah, he's not in don't this. Don't even he's start. Not in this. So that, that's, that's, he's not in that bracket. Yeah, no. So, oof, yeah, it's a rough one. I mean, obviously, you know, the first thing is you need to, I mean, I'll be want to review it and get into the details, yep. right? Yep. I would need to do that, but... Yeah, there's something definitely... If he's, if he's following process has been in MLA, he's obviously knows your philosophy mm. and everything. Yeah, it's, there must be some some bigger. If he says he doesn't tilt, agreed. I, I, that's what I. That's my vibe as there's well. Some something he's not. He's lying. He's fucked up something. Like you know how is that some, everyone's fucked up. He's, he's fucked. He's up. hiding something. I he's agree. He's fucked up somewhere. Um, like there's he either has like a really bad relationship with the game yeah. or like insanely like he all his reviews are terrible quality. Like he's not. He's fake. Not getting in the re- fake reviews. 
or um, he's playing with low intent. There has to be something yeah. like wrong. There, he's not right? telling you everything for sure. Yeah. So you you would use that as like okay, we'll start. That's a good starting point. But you dig deeper, right? You get more information. You ask about his Some, process. Someone who's in the program for a long time, you should have an idea. Do you, do you I know. I thought talks? he was like, yeah. He seems like he's a really chill dude. He seems he doesn't. He seems like pretty no visible narratives. He just is spewing on the Discord. No, he seems pretty. No, he's actually one of the more helpful members. I mean, he's pretty. Um, he seems like a very nice guy. That's why. That's why I was initially pretty confused. I'm, like he's stumped. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, my 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 hunch though is that this 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 shit underneath the surface. Whenever when something's too good to be true, it generally <laughs> yes, is right? right. Like there's something it, else missing. That that uh, that quote has done me very well in my life. So it's either it's either something to do with relationship with the game. Does is he really want it? Like is he really fucking trying? Oh right. So it could be just like a lack of like intensity. Lack of you know, intensity. It's like, if really there's a fucking it. gun to my head, do I actually want to actually get better at this game? Right. Yeah. Because maybe sometime in the program as well, they get pretty comfortable. I definitely, I think I have some people in my program as well. They they kind of go through for the a motions. while. They're going through the motions. They're like yeah. they think they're sort of like playing out philosophy, but they're not really. Mm. You know, they don't have that intensity towards like I'm they fucking really care about like right. not dying and like the real care about getting that's that way. right. Yeah, yeah. That's my thoughts, my two cents. Okay, yeah. So basically, we'll dig deeper there. There's something under the surface there. It's too good to be true. I mean, it always shows. I mean, I know the reason I want to talk about this is that because I, th- I think a lot of people uh, say that they've got they're stuck in this hole and they've got this like insanely intricate problem. But I think that usually most of the time it's a pretty simple fix for most people. Like it's a, it's a principle, you know, it's like, uh, I think, I think Joe Rogan said something that was quite controversial that I really agree with. And I'd love to get a take on this is I was listening to one of his episodes and he said, uh, something about like depression or anxiety. He said anxiety. It's like everyone has anxiety nowadays, but like before you say that you got anxiety, okay. Um, are you sleeping eight hours? Are you working out? Are you eating three meals? Like eating healthy meals? Like, like, you know are you doing the fundamentals and if you're still depressed or anxious after like that then yeah like uh, there's probably something wrong right and we you probably need to get it checked out but like if you're not doing the the fundamentals of like life like you're not working out you're not sleeping you got no schedule you're not you're not waking up at one at 1 p.m and like all the shit eating junk food then, you don't like have a job and you have a lot of just spare time to, to think. Yeah, you have a lot thoughts. of spare time to think because you're doing nothing. You of course, shit. of course, you're gonna yeah. be depressed or anxious or, you know, like I feel like that's in Legan as well, isn't it? It's mm. like, are you, you know, are you getting out? Are you getting eight hours of sleep? Are you actually physically active? Uh, you know, are you, are you doing three blocks and reviews? Are you sticking to a small trample? It's like usually one fundamental there that's missing, isn't it? That's right. Generally, for like ninety five percent of. I mean, the clients. sleep schedules of most of my people in Solitude are, are shocking. Yeah. In 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 Solitude. like I have NA people popping up at like my time at like six, you know, seven p.m. my time. Yeah, I've had some of those. As well. Like I'm going to sleep before my NA members. You know, it's like you know, it's like <laughs> yeah, I go to bed same time as my NA members sometimes. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, what's going on <laughs> here, guys? You know, like what's going on? It's like six a.m. The sun's coming up for you. <laughs> So let's have it. We fix that stuff first before we get into other things. <laughs> um, is there anything else, Nathan, for mailbag? Let's jump in a mailbag. No. Away we go. Jingle, jingle, jingle song. First question here is from Caleb. Title of this email is challenger at challenges. 
Hello, Curtis and Nathan. I don't play the game consistently due to time constraints, but I make sure to always listen to the BBC podcast because I love you guys. We love you too, Caleb. We love you too. My question is about the new challenge that Riot implemented in the 2.12.9 patch. I'm assuming it's not something you guys will care about at all, similar to mastery points. But the interesting thing is Riot added a rank to the challenges. This means a silver or gold player could get challenger in challenges by outplaying the other team. This may support more and more players' narratives that they don't need to deserve the rank they're in. Do you think it is a bad idea for Riot to attach a rank to challenges? Especially the same ones as solo queue. Love the podcast. We'll be there till episode 1000. Yeah, I've never thought of it like that. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Have you seen the ch- some of the challenges? This is like, don't die. Yeah, I promoted, or... I promoted to Silver recently. Yeah, I think <laughs> it literally popped up. Like I won a game and it said, you've been promoted to like Silver or like I was oh, yeah. like Bronze or something, Bronze 4 or something. Like, yeah. like, what the fuck? What happened to my account? Did, yeah. I play, did I go for the wrong mode or something? It's actually a really good point when you think about it. Because Riot don't do anything that doesn't make sense for their business, right? Like they like they they think very deep. I mean it's a huge game. It's a massive right. company. Like they yeah. if this is if this is a change implemented across the game across all regions, there's a there's probably some really deep They're going for the broad player base. There's some psychological things at play here, you mm. know. They've obviously gotten people to design this to mm. help people mm. get it not get hooked maybe, help help people want to get play that, the that game dopamine. more so then they more can dopamine, get, get right? the sell skins. It's a little dopamine. Fuck yeah, you know, I'm now gold and <laughs> yeah. platinum. I get that rank up. Like everyone's searching for another rank up, right? It's all dopamine. Yeah. It's like in all those games, it's all about LP and rank. It's it's an interesting one. I mean, I don't want to go too deep in this, but I think that eh, it just seems like another way of getting people hooked on the game. Honestly, mm. it just seems like another another little gimmick that Riot are trying to more people, more players, more time spent on the game, more people buy more skins. I think that right. I think you're right. I think that it will fuel some more toxic narratives for sure. People will be like, "Oh, like I'm, I have like all these crazy achievements of like not done. Like look how good at the game, but they're still gold." You know. It's definitely focusing on the wrong things. It's focusing on the wrong things, right? If you actually, I mean, if you actually want to improve, but... But I guess it could give people meaning, right? Like, because you can get these achievements in normals. Yeah, of, I think you can, yeah. Right? So, so right. the people can maybe grind achievements. Yeah. It's kind of like in WoW, right? That's Isn't right. That thing? There's, yeah, there's a whole community of people that will grind achievements. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I think it's, you know, I, I always think about it this way. Like, our podcast, our communities, this is, we're just a very small subsection of the community. We're a very niche. We're very, very niche. We do us and let them do them, you know? Yeah. The interesting thing, though, there actually is a challenge that I was really excited about. Have you seen this one? The rank one one? Rank one Yeah, one. that was That's cool. cool. I saw that. I was like, that's really so, cool. So, like, I'm, I'm interested in that one for sure, right? That's, it, it was like best of the best, wasn't it? They should always have a title. That that's Titles are cool. That was, I mean, for World of Warcraft community, the, the difference the gladiator. between Gladiator and Ruthless Gladiator or Merciful Gladiator, like, that was, people love that. Like, that was fucking huge. <laughs> like, titles were big in WoW. Yeah, they're massive. But, in, in the game I played, Guild Wars 1, though, also really big as well so like they are cool even for the competitive players as well maybe they should have more competitive ones like they should be that what they should have done is have like a separate solo i mean i actually haven't looked into them they might this might even be there yeah but like a separate solo queue section of like achievements within solo queue you know like not you can't get them anywhere That's else right. but in solo yeah. queue because like yeah. getting a pentakill something like a 20 win streak or something like that would be i mean that's yeah yeah, but that, again, that's promoting the wrong thing, isn't is it? Is it really? 
because you were playing focus on wins rather than yeah. improvement. Yeah, but it'd be cool to have it's anyway. Wins. Yeah, it's fucking it, or, or it could be like 20 wins in Master Plus. Yeah, that's right. That's pretty insane. Or like a 10 win streak or something like that. Yeah. Or or you would have won 20 wins in a row in Challenger. That, that'd be crazy. Or like you climbs really quickly in a short period of time or something. I don't know. I do love the idea of the rank one one. Though. Yeah, that's... that's, that's people, people would get that, that, There's extra incentives for sure. Yeah, 100%. Because only one person gets one oh, person. Oh, if I had or. time to like... I would 100% grind for that. Yeah. Like that would be like a sole motivator. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it's interesting. To be honest, I haven't really given it much thought. Because you can actually, it actually pops up in your under your name in the champ select and everything. I think on the side as well. Oh, so people it? see it. They they're really trying to show people it off. Right. It's not like your border where like you can only sort of see it in your you know. You know, have you noticed you can see everyone's border? Oh yeah, they changed the that as well. Screen? I don't know why they never did like that before. That. I don't like, you don't like that. that. No, because I, 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 can... I mean, for me, for us, it's good because we have got challenger border. But yeah. like, I feel like for lower ranks, like imagine if you're in a you're a platinum player trying to get diamond you're in promos you see everyone's diamond, diamond in the game yeah. like I feel like that would destroy oh up. dude I can just imagine dude people check that shit on RPGs anyway I don't think it matters no what do you mean we have so many clients that we purposely tell them not, not to, to check, check RPG yeah, that you true. cannot avoid it anymore yeah you can't can't you just fucking staring at the screen dude you get you get in yourself head it's like oh my imagine god imagine you're in so your hard. diamond promos to master and yeah. then you, you pop into a master player yeah and like you're the one versus there's like the- three masters and a grandmaster on the enemy team and oh. your name is a grandmaster just adding an extra complication yeah well we're gonna have to deal with that nathan in our reviews yes we will another, another mental hurdle another for us to, to overcome all right next question here is from vincent title of this email is help i hate junglers here we go nathan Vincent hates me with a passion. Another person. I say everyone hates me on O's. Now Vincent. Even, even Vincent hates me. I don't even play with Vincent. Hello, Nathan and Curtis. I'm digging myself a hole and I don't know how to stop digging. I play LOL since season one. Started playing ranked in season three in EU West. Was basically a field player and hit gold. Season four, I got diamond for the first time in season nine. Um, season 10 is where my struggles started. There is seldom a game where I don't have seven deaths or more. I always played mid and I'm a big believer of the tightrope, but it felt like playing aggressive just meant you got the attention of the enemy jungler or even if you spam ping. Your junglers don't want a 2v2. Even when there are opportunities to invade the enemy and we could make him not get a single camp, my jungler seemed to always do the same clear every game without playing the game and using my pressure mid. I Got really into Curtis' content, even signed up to MLA. I hit Diamond again and picked Diamond 2. The issue remained, though. I have six deaths on Zoe and Victor, my most played. So he averages six deaths a game, at least on Zoe Victor, every time he plays. I got a new full-time job. I don't have much time to play anymore. Every game I try to apply pressure from level one, but I get ganked and have to blow flash. I'm not able to not play aggressive and keep on dying over and over again while the enemy jungler just camps me because they know I'm easy to kill. I started the VODs, but I couldn't understand why they got away with the bad pathings and my jungler didn't take the opportunities um, with my aggressive play to you know, get advantages. Um, I knew there was something I didn't do which would make this role fun, so I started watching Nathan's content. But I didn't find anything you didn't have to do as a mid laner and which wasn't more punishing to mess up. Um, I stopped playing jungle and kept on playing mid. I played unreasonably aggressive and blamed the jungler role for being a no-brain, no-hands, coin-toss role, which inflates ELO so much that they're not even able to understand laning in a way that could potentially be useful. Every game I play and review, I just keep on feeding my toxic narrative. I have no idea how to escape the whole I dug. I need your help. All right, Curtis, have you had to struggle with your junglers? 
I mean, this guy, I, I think it's really simple, man. He just sounds like he's... It, it, it sounds like he's not adapting to the rank that he's in as well. Mm. I think there's two parts. I think, number one, he's in, what, Diamond or even Low Master, and he thinks he's in playing with, like, top 10 junglers or something. You know, he thinks he's playing with, like, the best junglers in the world. It's way too theoretical, man. You've mm. got to adapt to the, the situation that you're in. And you can't play the game for your jungle. I've never played like that. Just play your lane. Adapt to where your jungler is on the map. Adapt to where your jungler is doing. Like you, you can't never tell your jungler no. how to path. The only thing that you should ping for is you ping for assistance if your wave is screwed. Fox, yes. Or you, if it's a really good gank opportunity. Or they're low can, HP and you want to dive or something like that. Yeah, that you're stacking a wave, you can dive. Or you, you know, it's a, you're bouncing the wave and like you've got the, a really good gank opportunity. You can say that stuff. That doesn't mean they're going to do it. Though. Yeah, you have to let go. You have to let happen. go. It's, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Like you got to. It's like the you create the opportunity. There's a window, and the window is only going to be there for a very short, brief period of time. They either take it and great, thumbs up, or it, it, it goes away, and there'll be another window in the future, or they may not. That's just the way the the game is, right? So I think that like you need a lower. I mean, you sound like as well that the, the center of the universe is on you when it's just not the case whatsoever. This guy, that the jungler that is on your team, he might have his own agenda. He you, he might not view you as the wing con. He might be wanting to be part topside and help the top the, the top liner, or he, maybe you know who know who knows. There's a trillion things that that guy could be thinking, or maybe he just missed the opportunities mid. He just wasn't panning your camera. Maybe he has mute all. Has your pings muted? We have no idea. Um, so I think you need to stop feeling so entitled as if the world is going to revolve around you. Stop feeling yep. as though you're playing with, you know, Canyon on your team or whatever. Uh, adapt to the rank that you're in. And I think as well, you need to value your own life. You know, I, I have seen this a lot in the MLA where, um, and I'm actually going to make an article on this tonight when I get back from the podcast. Um, the importance of valuing your own life and simply not dying. Okay, I want to. I want to. I'm going to use a very a few specific examples here to break this one down. Let's say you are playing Victor into Syndra, right? And you ver- you're versing a, uh, let's say you're versing a Lee Sin, right? A Lee Sin jungle. And you knew Lee Sin started blue and you're on blue side. So you knew Lee Sin it, it, it got a leash from bot side, whatever. In your mind, you wouldn't think, like you wouldn't have ordered, you wouldn't have assumed, maybe you have, like, a, you have an aggressive jungle on your team as well. Like you wouldn't assume that Lee Sin will level two gank mid from bot side. It just wasn't something that crossed your mind. But what happened? That Lee Sin might not have also been thinking that, right? He might've only panned his camera after he finished his blue buff, saw that you're both 50% HP or pushed in really deep and said, you know what? I'm actually just going to do a three camp bot side loop through mid because why not? Because you're heavy trading. Um, you're a mobile. I'm actually going to just do a pop by, drive by gank. This guy has purely adapted to what you're doing in the moment. He hasn't planned this. This guy's just opportunistically adapted to what, you, what you've done in your lane. So yes, you're spot on. If you are trading aggressively, you're heavy trading, of course you're going to drag more attention to your lane because why not? Like you're, you're, you're probably pushed up more. You're lower HP. Um, you're more vulnerable. So you've got to accept that that's part of the... If you're going to play like that, you've got to adapt to the times and you've got to adapt to the game and you can't come in with a narrative saying this jungler doesn't do level two ganks such that i won't get level two yep and i've learned that the hard way you every have these fixed narratives about the game you gotta get rid of them yep adapt and then what i what i recommend the advice i give to people for this is do this literally go in the replay client watch the vod from their perspective like put your as if you're the jungler like put their their, their, their fog of war on and like Pan your camera mid 
and like as if you're the lease in or whatever in that moment and just watch it play out. And then when you do this over and over and over again, what you'll realize is like, oh, why would I not do this? Like, why would the lease in not do this? It's actually really, really free, you know? And I think that when you do that, you humble yourself and you start to get a lot more sophisticated in your understanding of the game because you, you see the game from the lens of the enemy jungler. And it wasn't until I did that with either the Kindred player in O, so I'm like, oh, wow, this actually does make sense. But it doesn't make sense unless you watch it from their perspective, right? Because they're obviously soaking in a lot of information. So, um, yeah, that and the last thing I will mention on this one, sorry, Nathan, to, to take over this one. But, it's fine. Um, yeah, the mindset of valuing your own life, it feels like you're trying to do too much. That's right. I would... Yeah. The, the analogy I use is like, again, say you're in a car and you're, you're, you're the speedometer, you're going to like 100 miles an hour. You, yeah, now you know what that feels like. For the sake of the experiment and to calibrate more effectively, go to like 10 miles an hour. Like slow it the hell down and just value don't, your life. You're playing Zoe and Victor. You're not going to, don't even think about, you're not going to win the game. You can win the game at eight minutes, but like chill out, man. Just play, play your champ identity, get into the mid game, start playing waves. Slow it down and feel it out. out. What, what does it feel like to get to get, your one item? Get like nine, 10 CS a minute. Just carry the game in mid game fights. And I would actually create a learning objective, two learning objectives. One, track the enemy jungler right get really into jungle tracking get specific about that threat so using the loading screen to think about how much threat the enemy jungle imposes sure on you leaning leaning and warding all that stuff but the second one also um having the mind like just saying no to plays and simply valuing your own life even at the sac even at the sacrifice of missing an opportunity like i tell that straight up like okay you you might could have maybe roamed here but let's just for now, for the sake of where you're at in your, in your journey right now, let's just say no to that. Let's just play very conservative and get nine nine CS per minute and get your mythic. And then we'll cross that bridge later. You don't need to do a lot of fancy shit to get to Master Tier, really. I mean, you just, you got to, I mean, people are going to roast me for saying that, but it's true, right? Like you just got to play in accordance to your champ's identity. You got to play the matchup well, though. You got to play well mechanically and execute. But farming well and dying, not dying, is 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 it's it's hard. It's actually really hard to do. So um, that's what I would recommend. Hmm. Anything to add on? I think it's great from a mid lane perspective. I'll just say, just from I mean, I definitely, I mean, I've worked with a lot of diamond junglers and stuff like that. I was a diamond jungler myself. I had no idea what the fuck was wave was going on with waves. Like we we're, we're not very good at it. And yep. and I do, and that's a huge learning objective that I set for a lot of. The, that's sort of the next level is understanding going from as a jungler like you know getting to high high elo is understanding what your teammates want to do how their waves work in that that's the next step and they just don't have that at that current level i think um, he's expecting way too much from diamond that's junglers. right yes yeah and i just experienced i coached diamond jungles i was diamond jungle myself we don't know what the fuck we're doing um we're good at some things but uh yeah we're not going to be we're going to miss a lot of opportunities you roast me for not ganking mid enough ganking mid's hard in general yep. i think for junglers there's not many junglers that can gank mid well no All right, last question for today. This is from Kozo. Oh, Kozo. Hey, Nathan and Coach Curtis. This is Kozo here. Coach asked me to bring this topic to BBC, so here we go. I'm confident you will enjoy this one. As I'm here, I've let I've got to let you guys know that I find your content so valuable to the community that I sometimes add people from my teams who showed a great vibe, seemed eager to improve, and I just sell them the salt or the MLA and then kick them from my friends list into the void. Not sure how many recruits I've brought yet, but I like to see the army get bigger and bigger. <laughs> this guy's just doing some, this is, uh, what's it called? Affiliate marketing for us, man. He's just, Hilarious. He's just recruiting people. We didn't even know. Awesome. 
Uh, let's spread the message to the league community. Now, I see how often the message of anxiousness during game is brought out, and I definitely have been in that spot, so hear me out. I've barely refined the message I sent to coach. Poor him, I basically send him a book to read once in a while. Um, I also need to get this off my chest. To me, learning objectives are just bad. Once you have the fundamentals on point at least, otherwise I'm not so sure, so high diamond plus. I genuinely believe that now all I'm doing is it doesn't even feel like it's me who is playing emotionally anyways. I get in game and I'm like, let's see where where it's at. All my learning happens in the review and I'm not exactly learning. I just see outcomes and see variables I shouldn't have taken into account to play better and get a better outcome and this is all I'm doing. Besides watching some of the VOD reviews in MLA and pro players streams to improve my knowledge and better perceive the alternatives in my reviews. And basically all that happens is that my um, reticular activating system, I'm sure you've heard of it, I have not, gets sharper and I will just see the variables the next time and it's so much less frustrating and more empowering because uh, if it's learning I shouldn't forget and so I must get very upset when I do make a mistake that I've learned not to do in the past. But now there is no concept of learning really, more like building habits and it's very relieving and I start to play very well. So Kozo, is he high elo? Yeah, he's uh, like master tier. Okay. In EU. Um, some... He like bounces between like D1, low master. Some games I might not see. My bot lane has no priority, for example. Come to Drake and we both die and give the Drake. But in the review, I'll see what info I missed. And so my RAS, the reticular system, what he talked about before, will take into account that is how I get better. I'm just free flow, playing, having fun now, but I know that my efforts should only come from the review and following my schedule to get the right mental state in-game. I'm not even sure I like the concept of playing with intensity now, but I can definitely say that sometimes I've got the choice between chilling out and maybe blame my teammates and stuff, or try to find the right info to to take track the enemy jungler. Uh, But being focused is just a byproduct of knowing that you need to look for as many info as possible to make the best quality decisions all the time and ideally having a game plan. We'd love to see what, if you guys resonate with this and know your thoughts, especially if it's relevant to lower ELOs to you guys. So basically, it's all about learning objective nascent. So what do you think about this? Have you... It's basically his point, um, to summarize it, is that he thinks learning objectives is useless. Yeah. And um, you don't need them really to improve, at least in high diamond plus. Because he thinks that like everyone kind of has like a baseline understanding of the game and their fundamentals are like pretty good. And now it's just a matter of like kind of like sharpening the edges holistically every game. So like you play, express your best self, kind of what I would call the execution phase, and then um, review it, learn, go next. Well, That's his take. First thought for me here. So so just think like, I mean, I've obviously climbed from Diamond Master, Grandmaster, Challenger now, you know, top 40 on the server. Learning objectives, definitely things to focus on. I mean, they have worked for me. I mean, they have been things to focus on in the game. I mean, I think about specifically, like, I worked a lot on my invade execution. Okay, let's use you, but let's also talk about Will. Okay. I think Will is probably the best example, right? I mean, have you, did you do learning objectives with Will or not? Yeah, like Jungle Track, and we worked on that for like four months. Okay, so Will, let's tell us how the process with Will worked, because he's obviously gone from a master tier diamond high diamond jungler to rank one yes right so what walk me through 
how learning objectives help Will. So the big one that we focused on was jungle tracking and thinking about what the enemy jungler wanted to do. I mean, it just gets you... It do, Learn objectives do a couple of things in okay. my eyes. What it does is... It, it like You can play League with no focus and then other things will creep and seep into your mind. Learn objectives just... Distra- it's actually also a distraction in a way. It keeps you on the it same... Keeps you, yeah. Keeps you sane. Keeps you sane. The other thing is learn objectives, what they do is... The mindset is, is I think there's a book called Practice Perfect, I think it is. And the mindset is, practice something till you can't get it wrong. I guarantee you, Mr. Kozo. Kozo, you have not done that on any fundamental in the game. I bet you there's things that you still need to think about and you're going to get wrong. And we have talked about sometimes you can go worse. But in terms of his jungle tracking, you can't tell me that that's his is perfect right now. And then he just needs to just focus. He said he even talked about, no, he doesn't even believe in the intensity and stuff. It's like, I know the difference between a low intensity and high intensity game for me, 100%. No questions asked. You're delusional if you think that there is that, that intensity doesn't matter in terms of the way you play. Um, does I answer the question? Okay, so yeah, oh, let's, 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 I want to go a bit deeper here. So okay. if I interpreted this correctly, one of his big points was that um, when you play and you execute and you play, say, the best of your ability and, and you review, you're incrementally just sharpening your existing learning in a way so he's sharpening all these little he's sharpening things. the edges like he feels as though like he has this good baseline understanding of the game mm. and now it's just a matter of refining execution so like say he goes to a skirmish like he said that bot side river didn't realize bot side had prio and then um that's the learning it's like okay now you know that's a variable i need to consider next time i'm in a similar situation and then go next and then you just got to rinse repeat this over and over and over so again that, that might not pop up again and then that happens game number seven and then he thinks that now that's fixed because he thought about that that one game all right, so, yeah, I think there's no one with that. I don't think that's how it works. That's not how it works. Well, okay, so I think that, like, to, 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 to get specific, I think that there are two types of learning in, in, in a game of League. Um, I think every game of League that you play, if you play with intensity, even actually kind of, and this is actually what he means by lower intensity as well, even when you are playing with lower intensity, you are increasing your intuition, Subconsciously, well, that's going back to the beginning of the episode talking about the the quality of games and how there's not going to be high quality games, right? You know, talking about that's why you need the extra games because you, you still do get value. You from, still you still just do get value yes. from playing League of Legends, yes. even if it's sixty percent intensity, fifty percent intensity, whatever. There there is some learning. And Tyler One's a great example of this. There are players out there that get incremental learning, very small bits might, of learning. The, the term we like to use is throw enough shit at a wall, eventually it sticks. That's right. And in the form of um, your intuition and feel for the game. And that's very real. That is why at a higher level, you do have to get a bulk amount of games in because your intuition, feel for the game, things to look for, you will get better at it naturally. I do believe at certain parts of it, you will get much better at it. Um, But then I also feel as though like that's that. Like that's always going to happen. Like in my opinion, like when you're playing, if you're playing with somewhat decent intensity, that's always going to happen. That's there. And then I feel as though there's like a common threat, like one thing that is a thorn in your side that you know is a big difference between you and X player, like an- another player that is better than you, that you- a skill that you need to get better at. And what I think the big benefit of having this is that, I mean, I don't believe this is 110% necessary again, because there's people who have probably, I don't think Showmaker and Trophy ever had learning objectives, right? I and mean, we don't know, but highly likely, un- highly uh, unlikely that they did. 
Um, they were very talented, obviously, talented individuals, very highly focused, high intensity, a lot of motivation, etc. Um, so it's proven that you don't necessarily need that to be the best player, right? But in terms of the average player and speeding up the learning process, um, given that Kozo here doesn't have the luxury of probably playing as much as Showmaker or Chovy did, especially in the Korean server and maybe not having as much talent as those, those players, there's ways we can make up for that and speed up that learning process. So the way, why, the way I view it is that um, it's just, a, it, it, it allows you to have learning even when the game quality is really shitty. So for example, um, one thing I'm actually focusing on right now is I'm trying to better my CSing. Like I'm really trying to focus on like hitting the CS that I should hit. And sometimes if, and just being more cognizant of like when I should be going for a trade versus like just collecting CS. Cause I, I just look at the difference between me and Chovy and me and Showmaker. I mean, it's just, my CSing is disgusting comparatively to them. And that's a massive, big distinction. Like I can look at that every game, no matter what happens. And I can look at my CS and be like, okay, that, that I right, hear, I missed my, I should have done that. I should have done that. I can compare it and I can get better at that no matter what. Even if that was a 15 minute FF, even if that was a, you know, a, a 20 minute stomp, doesn't matter what the fuck happened that game. I'm still, I can still get better at that skill no matter what. Um, and I think that like we only have so much focus when we're heading into a game as well. You can't focus on everything. You, you you can only really direct your attention largely, especially in a review. Like you said, you get distracted in the review. So there's focus in the game itself, but also focus in well, the review. On the review in the right. review, because yeah. you can get distracted by many many things. Like you said, like you can look at a trillion things in a review. Really, like you can go as deep as you. Re- you can look at your camera panning, your jungle tracking, your CSing, your early trading, your spacing. Yeah, I, your- I'll clarify there. Yeah, I guess that. Yeah, obviously, the, some of the times the learning objective. Let's say if I'm focused on invading, that's not going to happen every game. So I need to figure out how to win the rest of the game, and that's something I'll think about. You know, in the game that I did invade, that's more. I would say that maybe the learning objective is definitely more emphasized. In the review, but it can still be whilst you're playing the game. Yeah. So, it's, yeah. But maybe Let's it's say if you're focusing on CSN. Yeah, yeah. But it, 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 I, I do come in with a mindset as well. When I'm, when I, especially when I was focusing on lowering my deaths, like I was just. That's je- intention, man. Yeah, that, I was playing with intention. intention. I was going into, okay, this is the jungle I'm versing. This is like how they can kill me. That's right. Like I really was putting a lot of focus on it and it did actively reduce my deaths massively. And I remember actively went as well. One of my other learning objectives was, um, Really thinking about, I'm really trying to work on when to group and when to split. And, I, and I, I've been inspired by 610 to play more for the map, especially with like Ari. And like, that's something, if I wasn't really coming in with intention, I, it's so hard for me to get better at it because... It just takes too long. It just takes too long. If like you just have that sharp and edge mindset. Yeah, it, it, you will get there, but it will take much longer, mm. I believe. Mm. So I think that the, the the learning speed is it's much faster when you, when you nail when you down nail down on one thing. Yeah, I agree. And that doesn't mean you skip over the other bits, though. Like, yeah, that that skirmish in the river that you didn't look at the bot lane. Look at it still. Like you're you're, you're still gonna get that that intuitive learning no matter what, right? It's but it's like you're gonna get that and this main chunk of learning. It's like the it's like the double whammy. And like you said, it's like a mental thing. It's like, I, I, it like centers you. It's like, I have this. At least I, at least if everything else goes to shit, I've still got this. That's right. It's like a, it's something to latch on to. Something to latch on to, right? Yeah. I'm getting better at something, mm. right? Even if it all, even if I'm losing LP, at least I'm getting better at something, right? Because imagine if you don't have, a, you don't have something to focus on, right? And let's say you, you have a series of unlucky games and you lose six games in a row, if you don't have something to focus on, those six games can be the most confusing, painful. And they can throw you off 
for weeks. Yep, for months, dude. Months. I've gone. That's some piss two away. months. I've I've pissed away two months before, man. Mm. Easy. From that, but if you know, and in generally the way you get back on the bandwagon, by the way, when you regain that confidence, when you you, you actually laser focus on one thing, generally, at least for me. Same for me. Um, Sometimes so, it gets as simple as like me, like literally thinking in the game. I'm just gonna make sure I like predict every flash as Rexai because I don't want every I don't, flash. I don't want to waste Umbaro, you know. Yep. And like when I focus on that, my gameplay in the game literally changes. Or making sure I'm asking myself what's next after every play. That's right. Just something like that. Boom. Counting to ten in the big game. Great. Where's five, four members of my team? Where's five members of the enemy? Where's team? my jungler? That's not something that's just going to sharpen over time. That's it. well, it ca- again, it would be a bit, it can, yes, but very over a long, long period of time. That's right. Yeah, and depending on the amount, how talented you are with the game, like talent, in my opinion, like to be very clear here, is the ability to learn. That's what I actually think a talent is. Like it's the speed of the learning. Like talent isn't some random thing that one person has. It's not like someone randomly has mechanical ability. Talent is the at least in my interpretation of it, is the speed in which one learns. So like, let's say we have Chovy next to, like who arguably probably has talent versus or Chovy or Showmaker. And then, and then you compare with someone who isn't talented at all. They both play a hundred games. Showmaker is getting so much more learning, intuitive learning and just understanding than the other person. That's the difference. It's not that this person won't get to that level. Theoretically, they could get to that level, but it's the time that it takes. And so it just gets, they get so far ahead, especially if they keep going on that path. And that's why talented people with process is like, like Michael Jordan. T- I mean, it's, it's like the next level, isn't it? It's like, you got to- The work ethic plus the The talent. work ethic plus the talent and the dedicate. And, and also, embe- talent's a very, like, it's a buzzword, but also embedded within talent is- is the care and the motivation. That's right. Like the care. You're able like, to push through the bad parts. You're pushed through the bad that's 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 what made Michael Jordan different and Kobe Bryant different. It's not their talent in terms of speed of learning. It's how they deal with their struggles well, and their failure. Speed of, yeah, how they dealt with it and how bad they wanted it. Mm. Like that's part of talent, I believe, in a way. I think so. Like the way I again, my weird interpretation. Interpretation of, of talent. It's what like, you've observed over what the I've years. Observed. Yeah. Talented individuals cared, at least in individuals that I thought were talented, the ones that I worked with. They actually, a lot of the time, did want it really badly. Shunfar's a perfect example of someone that we think has had zero talent. Zero talent. He just pushed through shit I would and worked s- incredibly hard. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's different types of talent as well, which gets interesting. But again, that's a whole different, it's a whole different topic. All right. I think that's it for this episode. Last time you're going to see us on this casting couch. This is it. No more casting couch, It's going to be this is sad. This is it. Done. This is it. Say goodbye, everyone. We're going to move into the new studio. Check out Curtis's YouTube channel when he's checking his live stream. Uh, the $10 million studio. The $10 million studio. That's right. <laughs> and uh, what you need to do as well is send uh, a mailbag questions. That... <laughs> wait, wait, we got to give it, we got to give the, the studio a name, Nathan. We do. We'll we got, I reckon that. we rip off CoffeeZilla, dude. I reckon you'll love that. What? The $10 million the ten, studio. Welcome to the $10 million studio. <laughs> Something like we'll that. Say, we can't copy it. We can say the $20 million Great. studio. Great. The $20 million. Okay. The billion dollar studio. The billion dollar. The $30 studio. We get some, need some ideas here. Yeah. Anyway, so what are you saying? Yeah, email us at brokenbyconceptshow at gmail.com. The email is in the YouTube description. No not, bad questions. Not .net. Not .net, no. 
Okay, and we'll see you guys there.